Welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Fun is Fundamental is a podcast for those who realize that the enjoyment of life is about having something deep in our souls which lights our fire. It's for those who maybe have lost that fire and feel like they are missing out on the pleasures of life. In each episode, I will share recent fun activities and focus on why having fun is essential for good health. I'm your host, Elena, and I invite you to take this journey with me and join the pleasure-seeking movement. Hello. Welcome to a new episode of Fun is Fundamental. My first interview guest, Lisa Twombly, is a sobriety coach, and she runs the, uh, a Facebook group called Better Off Sober Sisterhood, and she is a, yeah, a coach. And we talked about the joy of sobriety and how much fun it really is to be sober. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, hi, Lisa. How, how are you doing? Uh, it's great. Huh? Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really glad to be here. I loved meeting you and I love how the internet, you know, it's funny, I'm old enough to complain about the internet, but <laughs> I love that I get to meet people on the internet and you're, it was great meeting you the other night and um, thanks for having me. Yeah, you as well. And I, I like, it was great that we like both connected on the idea of like fun. <laughs> that was like so important. Yes, yes, I have to say I so my work is focused. I have a program. I I coach women who are sober curious or newly sober, or sober for a while, but they are struggling to enjoy it. Um, Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people will stop drinking, but then just, you know, life just continues to kind of be hard. And I and it just doesn't have to be that way. And that that's a lot of what this program that I teach is about. And it's really centered around the idea that like, we can enjoy ourselves. And we, you know, I didn't stop drinking to be miserable. That's something you hear a lot. And it's Mm -hmm. definitely been true for me. So I I really appreciate the opportunity to to talk about fun, because that's, that's a huge part of my life, much more so than it was when I drank. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, and a lot of people probably are like, think of like when you stop drinking and it's just like, they're just like going to white knuckle it for the rest of their lives. Like it'll never be easy or something like that. So it's, like, <laughs> it's great to hear like someone be like, no, it's actually way better. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think that's a, a common myth or fear or, you know, because we get told like, this is how you socialize, how you socialize. If it's a ball game, it's a beer. If it's a wedding, it's champagne. If it's a date, it's wine. Like Mm -hmm. this is how we do everything. And the truth is that for many of us, uh, you know, that alcohol is actually a depressant. So it doesn't really, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, maybe in the initial few moments when you have a drink, it might give you that sort of like a lot of people think of it as like liquid courage or something like that. But then you're in this like conversation with yourself of managing that the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it's like the trade-off of a slight little bit of momentary awkwardness, maybe um, turning that into this experience where you're actually able to be present and joyful Mm -hmm. and like I I have some stories if you want that but yeah so I just I was thinking when when we had talked and we were going to get together and have this conversation it really like I remember very well the first time I went to a party after I got sober and I really wasn't 
sure how that was going to go. It was a party that I went to every year. It was kind of a big deal, an annual celebration and for a specific um, event. And my friends really did it up like specific cocktails and music and outfits and the whole works. And I had gone every year for several years. And to me, it had always, always been centered around the fancy drinks and, you know, being able to um, have a great time. But what turned out to be the case is that I, I talked to this woman that I, that I had sort of met before as an acquaintance and we got talking and I really got to know her. And I, I remember sitting there and I was watching her and the whole time we were talking over an hour, she was sipping this glass of wine. And I think she got, you know, maybe an ounce or two of wine out of this glass before like in the whole hour that we were talking. And in my mind, it was like, what is she doing? She's not even drinking her drink, you know, I have this like side conversation going with myself. But it was so great, because to this day, I remember what we talked about. I remember learning all kinds of things about her business and what she was doing in her life and how people we had in common. And I also remember looking around and seeing that as the night progressed and people continued to drink, they just got kind of louder and they were repeating themselves a lot. And it Mm -hmm. just was like, like, it just was not that fun to watch. Like I walked away going, oh my gosh, I had so much fun. And um, a friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine and I left and went somewhere else afterwards. I actually lived on an island at the time. So I had to wait until the next boat. So she was like, come to the wine bar. And I was like, okay. So I went and uh, it was really interesting because she wasn't having a good time. She was like, well, you're not drinking. And I was like, yeah, but I'm having a great time. Yeah. Like she was like, had had quite a bit to drink and she was not having a good time by Mm -hmm. 11 o'clock. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I'm sure any, anyone who has been a drinker uh, knows that feeling of when you're just like, uh, I've, I've had too much and I'm like, you know, you're just so stuck, like kind of in your body and you're just like, uh, I don't feel that great. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, as I like, appreciate what you said to that feeling of being stuck. Cause mm-hmm. it's not just that, you know, for, for people like me who I developed a problem as far as I was concerned. And that was by my definition, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm drinking in a way that feels uncomfortable and not good to me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not having fun with this anymore. This is more like, I need this to feel comfortable or I need this to get through stressful times. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you think about being stuck, what stuck looked like to me was I got to the place where I really had to drink every day mm-hmm. and I did not want to be there. That yeah. just wasn't fun at all anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. there were moments sometimes, but it was, so fleeting and so impossible to control. I was, I did feel very stuck. And so getting sober and recognizing, like, at first I did think that I did think I wasn't going to have any fun and I was willing to forgo fun because I was so miserable because I'd been drinking this depressant for 
increasingly over the years. And Mm -hmm. I recognized it just wasn't for me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think that for sure, a lot of people, they, they have this idea that, yeah, that they can only, only be fun. They can only like, associate with people if they, you know, it's like, we've kind of been conditioned to like, have this idea that socializing is difficult, you know, (laughs) and that like, it's hard to connect with people. Yeah, so let's add a, a depressing substance and a little bit of what stupidity in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. I mean, it kind of dulls your personality and then you get to this place where you're like not even able to pay attention to what the other person is saying and to me it was like it was really distracting. I think it really kept me from engaging with a person. Like rather than make myself think, "Oh, well, I have the opportunity to meet this new person or or to talk to someone that I know or to have a good time. Like we could play cards or we could go for a walk or we could like, to me, there were so many things that I actually stopped doing because they weren't convenient for drinking. Like Mm -hmm. if I was going to have to drive very far or at all, I was like, no, I don't really want to, you know, I'd find some other reason, but I'd be like, unless the person was going to give me a ride, I wasn't going because, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's like, no, I actually do want to go outside with my friends and go for a hike and enjoy the view and come home healthy, tired and get a good night's sleep and wake up the next day. Remember it all. No weird texts on my phone. No, like just, there's so much of that. That's just, Yeah, like, oh, I said this thing that was so embarrassing. <laughs> like, why did I like how many times are you like, I was such an asshole? <laughs> like, you know. I you know, the truth of it is, like, I sometimes I was either an asshole or more likely I was like, oh, you know, just really kind of foolish, like not connected to the actual moment or even the real person, just mm-hmm. like not myself. Because I had this, you know, it it just really changes your personality, especially over time, especially if you continue to drink. And I think one of the things that we don't talk about enough with drinking is that it's easy to slide into a habit of drinking more often, more amount, you know, and they're coming to find out that like, it's, it's really pretty, um, especially these days, people are drinking to manage stress and COVID and the word world situation. There's so many things that have been stressful that people mm-hmm. are like, I'm just going to escape into the bottle. And it, you know, it kind of sounds like a good idea until you do it. And then you're like, ah, snap, that wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I definitely have noted, like, I, I was like, kind of like, like, looking at like some research to find out like how 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 much drink uh the pandemic has uh influenced like people drinking more and it's like yeah it's definitely very clear that it has i i went the opposite direction i was like nope i'm not sitting at home alone drinking like this is not how i'm dealing with this stress right now like i was just like and so like i just didn't drink for like you know months you know because I was just like yep 
just not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, the thing that, that has been really upsetting to me as a person. So I've been sober for five years, little over five years. And in that time, you know, probably on the outside, my life doesn't look all that different. I'm a middle-aged person. I didn't hit any, you know, so-called rock bottom where my name was in the paper for being arrested or for, you know, like there's a lot of things that hadn't yet happened to me, but where I certainly was on a track to have be moving in that direction. Like it happens a lot more easily and quickly for actually for women Mm. because our bodies, because of our body chemistry and um, without getting into too much of the nerd science of it, we're more susceptible to becoming dependent on alcohol and more quickly. And mm-hmm. for me, that's really what happened. I, I had a really difficult life situation and some pretty challenging circumstances. And I just, part of me decided that that was the way that I was going to cope with it. And part of it is because that's what's acceptable. And you see so many of these memes and this idea of, you know, the mommy juice, it's like, and, and a lot of women have sort of internalized that they're like, well, you know, it's out there. And, um, even when they know on the inside, they're kind of like, well, sh- hmm, I'm stuck here. I don't like this, but, and here we are. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, I mean, we could go a long way on the disparities of who has carried a lot of the emotional labor and other burdens of the pandemic in house mm-hmm. households and in our society, it's been women. And so, you know, that one, two punch of being carrying more burden and having that kind of stress and then having the encouragement of here's an easy out without the, the sort of um, backup of any sort of, well, here's a way to deal with that if that gets to be too much for you. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I wanted to mention that I think is really important to talk about in the context of this conversation is that there is an, a really substantial and quite uh, broad support network for people who are sober curious or looking to be sober out, especially on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm finding. So I think that's an important thing for people to be aware of. And and people are having fun. I think that's the thing is... One of the things when I first got sober was I found a community of people at the time I was really very fit. I was running a lot. It was part of my way to tell myself, oh, I'm actually okay. I'm healthy. I'm, you know, really fit and running a lot. And um, so I found a fitness community that was centered around um, sobriety. And it was a guy had gotten sober really young and he was a hardcore athlete and he was like, I want to have friends to go hiking with and to do these competitions and to do skydiving and to travel with and all this stuff. And so he built this organization. It's all over the country. And 
I got, I got connected to them early on in my sobriety and it was super helpful. It was so good. I actually ended up going to the gym doing CrossFit, which can be a really fun thing to do in groups. And if you're anything like me, I mean, so here I was, there were literally, I was in my mid forties at the time, late forties actually. And there were people coming in that were doing this who were, you know, I mean, they were in rough shape on a number of levels, no much worse than I was, but here I was like, I'd been running and I'm like, uh, so I was like, I'm going to compete with these 22 year olds and these 25 year olds. <laughs> and it was pretty funny. Cause it was like, I had a lot of fun with that. And okay. you know, they did too, right. They're looking at me and they're like, Oh my God, she's older than my mother. She just <laughs> outran me or whatever it was. And, mm -hmm. uh, it was, it was really fun to do that. I definitely, when I was thinking of the things that I've found that have been really fun for me, um, they, a lot of them, I do have a little bit of a competitive streak and I have to keep that in check because it can be a little obnoxious. <laughs> People are like intimidated by you. It's like, Oh, Oh no, here comes Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess what I will say on that note is that my partner who is also sober we've been together almost three years now um he we've we played cribbage I think like half a dozen times ever and we've been working from home together during the pandemic for uh two years now so if that's an indication he doesn't <laughs> play cribbage with me anymore <laughs> it's like oh you're <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. We, we, yeah. We have other fun together though. He's, he, he's game for a lot of stuff. I'm definitely the more extroverted person. So I generally come up with, I'm like, Oh, this will be fun. This will be fun. And he's like, he's a good egg. He goes along with a lot of my fun stuff. That's, that's kind of great. Yeah. yeah. We, I think we all need someone to be like, or, okay, let's do this. person. <laughs> Yeah, what do they call that in comedy? It's like a straight man or something like that. Like a, what do they call that? There's a term yeah, for it. I'm pretty sure it's called a straight yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely that to me. He <laughs> and I've actually convinced him to do a a podcast with me. So I'm gonna try out this whole podcasting world. And That's it's awesome. Gonna be called, yeah, it's gonna be called that sober couple. So oh, yeah, yeah. Me too. Well, uh, congratulations on five years sobriety and three years with your, your sober honey. Um, and yeah, that's, it's really great for people to realize that there's so many, you know, so many options of things that you can do with, you know, other people that are sober. Cause I think that there's probably actually lots of, um, or, you know, groups that are like sober, let's do this. Like, you know, there's a lot of that. And actually, there's an awful lot of people that you don't think about. But like, for example, I'll go to a family occasion, which granted during COVID times has not been as much but, and I'll find that I have certain friends or relatives that don't drink just because they just don't drink or because they're a child or because they're 90. And they're great company. 
Yeah. They're like, they have great stories. My nieces and nephews keep me quite entertained. And I, you know, it's like, I'm not looking to go, oh, you know, I'm going to drink my wine. I have to go talk to the adults now. It's more like, oh my goodness, this seven-year-old is going to have me in stitches and maybe in a tutu as well. Like (laughs) all good. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a preschool teacher, so I definitely know how, uh, charming and entertaining children can be because they can make you laugh all the time so yeah they do it's fantastic I love that I love that you're a preschool teacher I that is such a beautiful thing my kids went to Montessori preschools at at, at the same one actually so I know I've known this woman for over 20 about 25 years now almost and um, she's just a gifted and wonderful human. And I swear it keeps her young to have that energy all the time. And I wonder, you probably know this. Um, there's like, there's some statistic out there about how many times a day that kids laugh versus how many times a day that adults laugh. And it's so disproportionate. Yeah. I don't actually know the actual numbers, but I'm, I, have zero doubt that it's a huge difference yeah yeah it's so one of the things I recognized I remember when I was newly sober I'd been sober a few months and I was seeing a counselor and and we would talk about what was going on in my life and they said what are you doing for fun and it really caught me off guard. I had to take a second think about that I was like I've been so busy making sure that I'm not drinking, making sure that I'm like reorienting myself in my life to be doing healthier habits and things that are keeping me sane and happy and all that stuff. But I just hadn't thought enough about it. And it was such a great question to be asked directly because, mm-hmm. you know, when you don't think about it as a, as a topic of its own, it's easy to like, just not take it that seriously. Like it's just not that important. It's sort of this side thing that's like garnish, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, well, lucky you if you get that. Yeah. It's definitely as a, a society, it's like felt like it's like, it's just like, it's, you know, it's frivolous. It's just like, oh, well, you know, and, and, and. but it's like, no, there's like research after research after research about like, how much people need to have fun. And even if it's just like little things, like, you know, put on something funny, like, and laugh, like dance in your room. Like you could just do small things and sprinkle throughout your life. And like, that will add to your life. That will make you a better person. (laughs) And, you know, like ready to engage with the world and deal with your stress and all these things like it's not it's not it's not nothing it's not frivolous it's 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 really it's part of what makes us human is the ability to play our whole lives where you know whereas like animals that are surviving they play as you know when they're little the babies and then they grow up and then they don't really play that much anymore I mean they sometimes you see them playing but not, not nearly as much yeah I think that I think that play and fun are so underrated. It's such an underrated thing. I know 
I know for me that a lot of the people that I met, especially when I was newly sober, we would do fun things together. And it just made all the difference, you know, because I really did have that wiring. I was in my, I was 47 when I got sober. So I had really socialized always by drinking. And Mm -hmm. I mean, except for when I was pregnant, or when my kids were really little, you know, I just wasn't around it and, and didn't really miss it, because I was so busy doing that part of my life. But once they got older, again, I was like, kind of back to some amount of like, it just sort of crept back in. And then it was like the mommy thing, you know, so Mm -hmm. it just, um, but I think dealing with that shift in what, what constitutes fun, um, in the context of just normalizing, like you were saying, normalizing, just being a healthy human and not adding drugs or alcohol to your system. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you absolutely have the capacity to, to not only have fun, but like, it's clean fun. It's like, you get to have good, clean fun. And I, it's, it's so funny. I hadn't seen it that way until I was sober. And I was like, Oh, my God, when I laugh, there's nothing between me and the joy that's happening inside my body right now. Like, Mm -hmm. it's real. It's all over. It's through me. It's I can feel the clear chemicals that are supposed to come through my body when I'm laughing. It's beautiful. Instead of being numb from the alcohol. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it just you don't, it's not the same. I didn't know that. You know, I just, I didn't have, I didn't, I hadn't thought about that until I was sober. And then I noticed like so many things are so much more, uh, just a lot clearer and just a lot more, I can make better decisions because I don't have that like dark cloud of when am I going to drink? How am I going to drink? Why am I going to drink? What is that going to look like? How can I control it? How can I hide it? How, you know, all these Mm -hmm. like things that it creeps into over time Mm -hmm. yeah and you know I like earlier you were kind of talking about like you know the mommy kind of stuff and I think I mean generally obviously we live in a society that doesn't have it doesn't we're not really taught like good ways for coping you know with all of our emotions you know and it's like it's, it's a, in a way it's like, it's like, we feel like we don't want to feel bad, but in the way we're also not really feeling good because we're just kind of numb, numbing ourselves all the time, you know, and re- whether it be from, I mean, w- like this just could be just about like all, all kinds of addictions. Like we're, Absolutely. we're addicted to, you know, our phones, we're addicted to uh, alcohol and, you know, drugs and, coffee and like you know it's just like Food, on and shopping on and on. Yeah, yeah it's just about anything just about anything and I think in that regard you know thinking about uh, addiction as being continuing a behavior that has negative consequences in your life mm-hmm. so that you that you can't stop doing that you're continually driven to do and I could definitely nerd out about people who talk about addiction and, but I think really at the end of it is practicing things like intentionally having fun, 
putting that on your calendar, building it into your daily living. And like you were saying before, those little tiny, like I, I kind of have to remind myself sometimes, like, have I laughed today? What do I need to laugh about? And like I said, I've, you know, fortunately made the choice to have a partner who's also sober. So we can do those things together. And and it's not, there's never that feeling of like that alcohol getting between us mm-hmm. or drugs getting between us and preventing us from just connecting as who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and then the numbing thing is, is very real and it's very, um, I think it can be really hard to overcome when alcohol is so readily available. So, offered as a means and and on you know to a certain extent it sort of works I mean it it does what it's intended to do which is disconnect you from yourself and other people but that's obviously not on balance a winning situation especially over the long term mm-hmm. it's funny though because it like disconnects you but then it, it feels I feel like you're also like way more in your ego like it's like everything <laughs> is just like all this like, oh, there's, oh, there's this, like, this person said this thing, and oh, I feel like this, and oh, you know, like, all this, like, yammer of, like, the, pro- your problems, you know. It's definitely permission to let your, you know, stuff out, like, to let the stuff out that's just not maybe your best self. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it in the converse of that, like when you think about what you want for your highest and best in your life, like what you want your life to be like, or how you, who you want to be towards others and especially towards yourself, you know, alcohol doesn't bring that to you. It just doesn't. It no. just, it's, it's not your friend. That's just my feeling. And you know, it's, it's one of those things that like a lot of things become very sort of hot button issues. And, you know, it becomes defined by either, you know, if you, if you're thinking that alcohol is a dangerous drug, which PS it is, um, then you're somehow on some political mission. So just a thought that it, you can just decide that personally for yourself and find other people who have realized that for them, it's better not. And there are lots of people who choose not to drink who aren't, you know, diagnosed or diagnosable, or, you know, even see themselves as having some kind of huge problem with it. They just realized, like, I just feel better mm-hmm. not drinking. And, you know, that's totally fine. And, and one of the things I think I feared, and I think a lot of people who stop drinking because they do realize they have a problem is, you know, people are going to notice, you know, people are going to say something to me. And I was really surprised at how many people not only don't drink, but don't give a crap if you're drinking. They just don't even notice. Mm -hmm. And it's the rare person who does. It's usually because they enjoyed drinking with you. And they're like, dang, now I, you know, don't have that person to drink with anymore. And, you know, and, and sometimes those people kind of drift away because they'd really rather have alcohol at every occasion. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that you end up spending time with them in ways that I have a couple of friends that, you know, 
I, they're not sober, but they certainly don't mind hanging out with me and not drinking. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I hang out with them, they are drinking the gathering Mm -hmm. or whatever else. And they might have a beer. Other times we go for a walk and then we go to a restaurant, we sit down, you know, granted COVID times a little bit different, but previously, you know, we would just go to a different place or we would go to a place and just because they serve it doesn't mean you have to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely. It's also cheaper. Let me just tell you, you got more money for good food. Oh man. I, yeah, I, we like, I, you know, I, uh, I don't drink like a lot, but we went, you know, we were celebrating our anniversary and we went to a restaurant and it was just like, how are how is alcohol so expensive now? Like, it's so expensive. <laughs> and I was just like, we can't ever go out to drink ever. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It is a lot. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. I it didn't end up being worth it for me. Yeah. It's yeah. It it would add, it adds up a lot for sure I don't well I guess I don't know is was there anything else like any other um like tips or something for people other people for people that maybe want to explore being sober curious or or drink drinking and like stop drinking in general like what's what are some things that like would help them to like you know I, I feel like there's so many answers to that. I can definitely, in the context of thinking about having fun, I, the biggest thing for me early in sobriety was moving my body and remembering how much I love to do things like crank the tunes. I love disco. So I put the disco on in my kitchen and dance in the kitchen, or now I dance in my office, which is kind of funny. And, you know, I've got these funny things behind me that, um, but I think recognizing like the, the super basic things that make you feel good in your life are the super basic things that are always going to make you feel good in your life and having fun at it always makes it easier to do. It takes the sting out of the stuff that seems like, oh, this is a drudgery or a drag, right? Like mm-hmm. I actually, in my program, I, I was working with someone recently and we talked about it and we came up with the idea of giving yourself a gold star because they really loved that action of putting the sticker on the fridge for the <laughs> thing that they did that they've been wanting to do. And it's like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. There is nothing wrong with that. She, I was like, what about some cute stickers? She's like, Ooh, I like the cute. We could do cute. Let's do cute. So cute stickers it is. Um, and I think just remembering like that you can have fun, that you can reach out to other people. I, I can tell you, I don't know how many times a stupid, bad comedy on Netflix or even a really good one, like somebody really good, um, that that I really appreciate can can be perfect but like I noticed you had a podcast about cats and the cat videos alone I mean geez um about the time you think the world is gonna end just go to YouTube and find a cat video yeah it'll be all right you know like it'll be all right um and I think I think that's what it comes down to is like 
you know, find yourself some people. And we're, like I said, I, you know, I started out saying this, I'm kind of old and we didn't have the internet when we were kids. And there are pros and cons to that. I think some of us old people are better at like just being bored um, and just allowing boredom to happen. But also like I, the fact that if you are sober curious, you can get online and type sober curious into the Google machine and it will generate all kinds of people, mm-hmm. all kinds of groups, all kinds of opportunities, books, movies, videos, you know, you name it, like there's everything and it's beautiful. Like I have a really nice small community of women who are sober curious and newly sober, some who have been sober for years that want to be in a community of women. And it's, a, it feels safer, comfortable, the whole works. And we're, we have a ball over there. You know, we share funny memes and uh, I've done um, laughter yoga in there, which I don't know if you've done that, but it's just, oh my God, ridiculous. I haven't, but <laughs> it, it is so ridiculous. It's one of those things where you, um, the way that I was, I've been taught it. I, I actually went to one that was live. That was fantastic. Like costumes and the whole works. It was ridiculously <laughs> fun. But, um, so what we do in the group is just, it's an opportunity for women to be together. Cause you know, the truth is that when, when it's hard, it's hard and you need your people. If I had one thing to say to people, I'd say, find your people. And, and yeah. that's the beauty of where we are these days. I, you and I, what are the chances we would ever have had this conversation? Yeah. You know, so without true. the internet, just not happening. I don't even know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the Seattle area, but where are you I'm located? I'm in Portland, Maine. Okay. Other completely different sides of the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Completely different side of the country. So I guess um, one of the things I would say is I have uh, um, a couple of really good free handouts for anybody that are good for, you know, if you're newly sober, some just kind of stop, drop and roll things to do mm-hmm. if you're struggling with that. And some things that you can do to, to take better care of your body in the moment. Yeah. And where, where can uh, people find you on the internet? So the easiest way to find me is at better off sober and that's on Instagram. And I have a link tree that has links to all my other stuff. The free uh, women's group on Facebook is better off sober sisterhood. And you can, there's some join questions just so that we know where you're at and that you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have. And I also have a program that's called Better Off Sober System. And that's really the opportunity to take, get really into how can you structure yourself, the sober life that you'd like to have. And it's, it's fantastically wonderful to work with people and have them see, uh, you know, when a woman sees that the way that she's been living is not the way that she needs to continue to live. And she can see where there's a light at the end of the tunnel, there's freedom out of the stuckness that we were talking about. It's a beautiful thing. And it's, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to uh, feel like you're adding to other people's joy in the world. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for 
joining me and being on the podcast. It was great to have a in-depth conversation with you. Really nice talking with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> I just wanted to take a moment to thank my guest, Lisa, for coming on the show one more time and all of you for listening. And I hope that you got something out of what Lisa had to say. I think it's really eye-opening, uh, her insights into in having fun while sober because as a society in the mainstream, like we definitely think of like, oh, you have to drink to have fun. And that, you know, if you're an alcoholic and stuff that you're just, you just white knuckle it for the rest of your life and that you'll never have fun again. And it's just not true. And, you know, I think like her talking about like the clarity of, sober fun is really uh an important message to to have out there so i really appreciate her coming on and talking about it i have a short announcement i have a fun play personality quiz um i am a an, a mix of an artist an explorer and a director and i i hope that you you know obviously you you might already know what your play personality is but I'm a big fan of like having these insights into myself and and I always loved taking those quizzes when I was a teenager so hopefully you could enjoy it too and I you know if you think that you would enjoy it um I have the link in the the show notes and I hope that you have a great week and You have some fun and take care of yourself. Okay, bye.